When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copite Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copay Podcast. It is another Liverpool roundup show because we've been shit at giving you shows this year. And we're sorry about that. But we will be doing a Arsenal reaction show, a Fulham reaction show, and a Bournemouth preview show. Um, I think it's been about 10 days since we last done a show. So we'll, we'll try and get all that stuck in, um, in in best detail as we can. Uh, but as usual, I am Mick Moran. I'm joined by Christian Anderson. The New Year's resolution is to say our full names. I don't know why. I've just decided that. I've, I realised every other show says the full name apart from us we just we're just Mick and Christian but now we're, we're full naming each other we're full name so every time you've got to refer to me you've got a full name and every time I speak to you it's like a full name as well now that, that's obviously a joke but Christian I'll stop stop I'm mumbling and rambling already and we're only what, <laughs> what 30 seconds into a show for the first show for 10 days Christian how are you doing lad I'm good it's a new year um Liverpool are doing well at the moment, even though we haven't played for a while. I look forward to the game that's coming up. And yeah, I'm looking forward to I'll do a few more shows. Like you said, we've been crap doing shows this year, but it's you know, it's live. Sometimes life just comes in in the way and there's loads of things to do and stuff. So let's go from here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like loads of different things have, have came into into play, sickness and tiredness and just yeah, just being in that mood where you can't be asked, that that all, all comes into it, I guess. When you're, um, but we love doing these shows, so that's why we're gonna. This is this is the start of 2024 today. Today, um, where we're gonna start doing 
more and more shows. So, and like I always say, we do appreciate you listening. So, thanks very much. Um, I'll stop ram- mumbling again. Let's get into the show, lad. Let's get into the show. Um, so on the on the last show, we talked about like Arsenal and we're looking ahead to the game and whatever. We went on to win that game two 0 which was I've said it quite often this season. I celebrated that win so hard it was unbelievable it was like just one of them moments where i was like we are so serious and we, we, we i think we spoke about it in the previous show but like this is a I well i kept saying and you agree and you agree with me nicely that it was a massive test of like where liverpool are like no play like missing players and, and whatever else and we still stood up to the task and i think even going on from that that game especially like losing losing trent in, in the arsenal game that was a massive blow especially when he was so instrumental in the Arsenal win, and you're going into Fulham, Salahless, Trentless, Endoless, and loads of other players still missing the Robbo, Simicass, and you're like, you're looking at the who's going to play where, and you've got like a good idea that 11 is going to be, but then you're throwing in Connor Bradley. He then performs fucking amazingly well. So I mean, we Arsenal win. Let's you can let's have a little discussion about that because that was a like I said that that was a, a massive like passing of a test for this Liverpool new Liverpool 2.0 side. Yeah, it's a tough place to go uh, <clears throat> to play away against Arsenal, obviously, because they are doing well and they are having a good team. Um, you know, it's their FA Cup as well. So you're thinking, you know, cup games can sometimes be a little bit different to um, Premier League games. Um, but I think, you know, we went there and obviously they were really good at the start. We were struggling. And, you know, sometimes you can actually expect that because you do, you know, playing against an offensive side that will come at you straight away, uh, starting, you know, from the from zero. Uh, and I think, you know, we were lucky a few times in that game not to concede a goal uh, quite early. Uh, and we managed to keep it, you know, to, for nil-nil until half time. But then we were really, really good uh, coming into the game in the second half. And it was another Liverpool and, you know, obviously substitutions made an impact as well. So if you just look at the first half, we weren't good. But what I like with this Liverpool side is that we seem to be able to, you know, go in half time, talk to each other, you know, have a pep talk and talk about what we're going to do differently in the second half and actually go out and execute it and actually do it. That's what we've been, we've seen that for quite you know plenty of games where we haven't been that good in the first half, but actually coming out in the second half and doing uh, better things. So I was really pleased uh, how we performed that second half and obviously scoring goals and winning away against Arsenal and knocking them out of the cup was brilliant. So the only thing I I would have swapped it for a Premier League away win against them to be honest in terms of where we are in the table. But you know going through in the FA Cup is good. We're, we're still in all the competitions and you should only you know enjoy where we are at the moment. Yeah, just even that just sentence you just mentioned there, being in all four competitions still in, in the middle of January. <clears throat> if you'd have said that to us like middle of last year when I think it was a couple of days ago, it was the the one year anniversary of us getting beat 3-0 by Brighton and Klopp's gone over to the away end. He's saying sorry to the away fans. We're just in a mad, mad way. We don't know how we're going to get out of this weird like funk that we were in. And it was just like we were coming on these shows every week going what the fuck will Liverpool do no midfield not, no energy no no this no that no that and now it's like we're still having a, I guess a few problems in terms of starting games I think it's it's the starting of games we've that have been the problems recently of course like the Arsenal game we were like you said like lucky not to be at least 1-0 down uh, in that game and I think that then weirdly filters over into especially then you're losing Trent for the Fulham game we go 1-0 down and um, Willian scores and you're like fucking hell it's happening again and I, but you're still like this Liverpool side I keep 
passing these tests and showing a mentality and, and, and whatever, and you still expect Liverpool to come back into the games, but it's one of them, like, I'm just, like, the negative, like, part of your brain's like, you can't keep doing that, though. It's not sustainable to keep starting games poorly or at least not putting the ball. You can play poorly and have chances, but you need to put those chances in the back of the net when you when the opportunities present themselves. You need to be doing that, and we don't seem to be doing that at the right times early enough in the games, which then gives the opposition more energy and more belief that they can nick something from the game, even if it's a draw, whatever else Fulham would have been made up with a draw in this game. Um but yeah, we go one nil down and then you're like half time, it's you're one nil down, you're like <laughs> What what were you thinking at half time when you, you like me? Like we still we've still got enough. I think that when you look at the bench as well, like and of course the, the players that come on off the bench have a massive impact. I think that always comes into it for us that I think people um that speak about footy, I think like I keep referencing Mark Goldbridge. I didn't ever think I'd, I'd be looking at Mark Goldbridge <laughs> as a fountain of knowledge, but he's been talking a lot of sense lately on Liverpool. Of course, if you if you know who he is, he's a massive like Man United fan and like um, YouTuber, whatever else. But he, he talks a lot about like how good our in depth um, squad depth is and whatever. And I think it's something that like maybe we overlook because we're so in what Liverpool is. Like we and we see these players all the time that we don't maybe appreciate how good the bench is. Um like Connor Bradley comes in and performs fucking and Klopp said like he he's gonna struggle to not fall asleep in the dressing room after the game because he was everywhere. But like the, the amount of players that we've got in there that um have got injury problems and, and, and whatever else and players are coming in and kids are coming in and you're you're expecting you're not expecting wonders of them, but you're expecting like a very high level for them. And they're coming in and and the and the performance of those levels and I think that's a I guess that's a good thing that and a positive that we need to we can take forward for the for the rest of the season. Yeah, and you know, we got loads of youth players that are really good. Some of them are injured now, fortunately. Uh, but you know, to see someone like Connor Bradley coming in and doing that kind of game that he did against Fulham, it's it's you know, it's superb. We're looking at that team that started that game. Obviously, he's the if you want to call it the weak link from the start, because he's the one that has not, you know, been tested that much, not very used to playing in those kind of games. The other players have been, you know, playing on this professional level for for many seasons and know their, you know, place in the in the team and the squad. So, you know, I think it was a strong uh, starting eleven. And then you want to, as much as you uh, are excited to see Connor Bradley, you're also, you know, a little bit nervous about what can they, you know, harm him with, you know, yeah. playing down that side, especially the way like- that it. Sorry, especially like when you look at their their left hand side is Willian and Robinson, who they're both very, both very good. Willian, I don't know how he's still scoring goals against us when he's thirty five. <laughs> it seems like he's been doing it for forever. And yeah. Robinson, we've seen how much he's progressed over the last couple of years. So it was a it was a massive test for him, and it was it was boss to see, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's the thing. That's what I was going to say because I think oh, you know sorry. when no, that's no, that's fine. I was just going to say you know that you you are always excited to see the young players, the you know the ones the club actually trust to throw them in in games like this. Obviously, Trent now being you know injured, and so he got the opportunity uh, probably more because of that. But also coming in and doing that kind of performance, showing the levels, and you know he's only twenty or something, so you got time to you know plenty of time to develop. And then he also turns out you know in my opinion to be man of the match. I don't know if he was officially man of the match but you know a loads of people on so. twitter just said you know he was brilliant going forward being defensively really stable so i think you know to see the team being that strong for you know in the other positions but to see someone like him actually being the best player on the pitch in a game like that that actually means something and also the way you turn the game around and all that so you know all, all the praise to him and it's good to have an option where we know that you know we can throw in someone like him when trent you know play midfield or if he needs a rest on like now when he's injured because 
again, you know, Trent is one of the best players in the world, so it's not easy to replace him, but to, to be able to replace him with someone that actually understand the way we want to play football, who have got the, the talent, uh, the club trusts. It's just very, very nice to see young talent, you know, thrive on the club in Liverpool because we, we usually see that quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah, and especially like you said, like Bradley was in there, we had Keller come in for um, Alison Keller. I think we all said in the group chat we probably could do better with that with Williams' goal. I think that's. But then we're always comparing them to Alison, which isn't which isn't fair because Alison saves everything. Alison is just what is just a super a superhero of a of a keeper. So I mean, it's probably unfair to compare them. But um, yeah, like I said, Bradley was in there. Canate, Van Dijk, Gomez, Gravenberg, McAllister, Jones, Elliot, Jota, Diaz. So like I said, one nil down, and then. Um, I think this obviously, like as I mentioned, the subs make the difference. Like we bring off, we bring off Gravenberg and we bring on Nunes for him, and we bring off Elliot and we bring on Gakpo, and that kind of changes it completely because we then have the the speed out. What like Nunes on the left? I think we've said it loads this season. Like when he's been out there, like he's just he doesn't even know what he's going to do next. Like he's but he's got that speed and intelligence to. I think when he's in front of goal and it's his opportunity to score, I think he he still rushes it. I think we can all agree he needs to improve. We say that all the time. It seems like, but I feel like when he gets in certain positions to cross the ball, he's he's much calmer. I feel like in terms of playing it back across goal, or especially for the gap, the Gakpo goal, especially that's a perfect example of it. He seems to have a lot more coolness when he gets into those like wide areas near the near the touchline on the edge of the pen box where he can square it across or he can cut back in on his right foot to have a shot. But I feel like when we saw those two subs coming on, I think that's when it's like right, we've got half an hour here to to get back in this game, and it and it only took what um, twelve minutes for them to have an impact and and, and for Jones to get his, to get the goal. Yeah, and you know that's the thing with Nunez. You know, I think we all agreed that he needs to, be, you know, do better in terms of uh, scoring goals and having all those chances. And we we've said it for a long time now. And you know, I was still, I will love him forever. I always say that. But you know, I think, <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes we just need patience on patience. You know what I mean? Like we we just need to continue to be patient with him because he's got you know all the talent and you know great skills to become a great player with, you know, scoring loads of goals for us. But, you know, like you said, he's involved straight away. He's on the left. He's, you know, causing chaos for the defenders. He's unpredictable. You don't know where he's going to go. Is he going to go on the inside, on the outside? Will he turn you around? Will he, you know, pass the ball and go to, to receive it for, you know, a one-two? And also, he's always creating stuff. He's always a nightmare for defenders. So as long as he continue with that, even though he might not score as many goals, I'm I'm still very pleased because, to be honest, there's not many players that are so involved in so many things going on offensively. And like you said, he, he leaves the ball for Jones, who scores with a little bit of luck. But, you know, it's still a goal. It comes back into the game for us. And then, obviously, the, the nice little uh, pass back to Gakpo for his goal is very intelligent in terms of finding that little space uh, with the ball. It's a great pass, you know, and it's a great goal. So um, I think Gakpo did well as well. But, you know, Nunez, I think, you know, we just have to keep on waiting for, for him to... As soon as it actually, you know, just goes for him like naturally and the, he keeps on scoring. I think he would just keep on scoring without any problems. But I'm I'm still very pleased that he still creates so much for us because we've got other goal scorers in the team and with a player like Nunes creating so much, other people will, other players will score. No doubt about it. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're so hung up on like, I think right, rightly so, that like a, if you pay that much money for a, a, a number nine, a striker, you want them to be scoring goals. But I feel like at this point in time, if, if he's at least 
he's, he's starting games for Liverpool. I think we've said it before. Like he's, he's starting games, so he's he's obviously doing something right, but he's also causing yeah. but, mayhem everywhere and creating stuff for us. Yeah, but I had someone, you know, saying I can't remember if it was a group chat or if it was on Twitter, or whatever. But you know, someone saying, you know, we paid so much money for him, and you know, we expect him to score the goals because he's number nine and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I get that. You know, loads of money. He got the number nine shirt. There are high expectations. Bruce is so talented, you know, and score goals for Uruguay, and he he's got a record of scoring goals for Benfica, blah blah blah, and all that. But at the same time, I said to to someone, I can't remember if it was a reply, like I said on on Twitter, if it was a if it was a group chat, but. I said something in the in the style of you look at Man United buying Anthony for almost the same kind of money, not you know the same price, but not far away. And they also you know bought uh, Jadon Sancho for I guess more money than Nunez or somewhere yeah. like very close 70, to it. Seventy two, I think they paid in the end. Oh yeah, so yeah, very close, very close to it, and they fucking done fuck all for you know for their club you know Anthony's probably one of the worst but you know players that have been have been brought to the Premier League in terms of what he achieved and Sancho's um, gone back to Dortmund exactly so you know you look at that the, the the cost and you compare them to Nunes and Nunes sometimes playing out wide as well you know he's, he's still got like 10 assists for us and a couple of goals and I'm sure yeah. he will score a few more goals this before this season is over. He will probably uh, assist a few more goals as well. So his numbers will be okay this second season in Liverpool for him. And comparing to the others, the others that I mentioned, you know, it's brilliant. And you know, it's he's creating stuff all the time. While the others are just standing on the sideline doing a, like a, I don't know, just you know, like Anthony, that little meme of him, you know, yeah, you know, he's just spinning on the one little. Uh, space doing nothing, you know. So if you want that for that kind of money, if you want what Nunez does for that kind of money, you know, I'm all in for Nunez all the time. Exactly, definitely. Um, and like I said, yeah, ten assists. He's now got which I think is his boss. It is. I think it's something that he's very, like I mentioned, he's very good at, and it's something that he can he can improve. <laughs> he can improve, definitely improve in front of goal. He can, but he can still improve as being a winger as well in terms of his creation and stuff because. No one wants to play against Darwin Nunes. It's clear to see, like he can beat anyone from pace, and when he cuts inside, and or even if he, he's in those positions, like I said, where he can cut and have a make an assist, then he's he's very good. But yeah, Curtis Jones. Let's talk about him a little bit because he gets the he gets the goal. It, it, it's a it's a deflection, but I think it's it's his goal because it was on target and all that. But that was his fourth goal uh, of the season, so that's his he's matched his best ever. So his best ever, obviously, is four goals. But that was in 2020, 2021 season where he played. Of course, played a lot of games because of the injuries we had in that season. He was play, he played loads more than maybe he would have if he wouldn't have had those injuries to um, certain players. Where he had, he was forced into the team a little bit more. But yeah, he's got he's got four goals and and, and match that. I think that's something that he's 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 been um, he's been working on clearly because his overall input in the game is he's, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. I think he, like we've mentioned before, he's been up and down a little bit in his Liverpool career. I think that's safe. That's fair to say. But this season, I think. The injuries and stuff that he little niggles he's picked up, but since he came back on the team, he's like I've saw certain people on Twitter saying like I think it was Evan actually said he said like he's he's like the key and the glue to that like Liverpool midfield and and to give us balance in in those areas. I think that's that's so true. Like the way that he's playing, I think it's a massive compliment to how he he just gets the tactics. He knows exactly what to do. His ball retention, his pressing, all that stuff's been amazing. And now we've now we've we've always been saying about him. He's he's 
former winger so he can get in the box and drive and I think we've been seeing that I think in the games recently he doesn't just pick it up on the edge of the box anymore and pass it back or whatever he does still do that but he picks his moments where he goes right I'm going to turn and run at you and get into the box and then once you're in the box you can't be touched I feel like we're seeing that more and he's getting shots off a bit more he's having a bit more confidence in himself to shoot more which I think it's always been something that Maybe that Everton goal he scored the Bangham, it weirdly came a little bit too soon for him because everyone then expected 30-yard worldies every every two or three games from him, which is unfair to expect from a kid. Um, but I think we're starting to see a bit more maturity from him. I think he's is he 23 uh, this month, so he's still still very young. But I, th- I feel like his performances have... We've got, I think we just, we just look more like a, a balanced side when he's in there. And I think that's something we've said of massive players in the past that if, if this player isn't in there we look unbalanced I think he's one that is starting to fit into that category where he's 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 key to how we play and how we can everything that we do basically yeah I love how he you know has developed his overall game for us um I know we talked about you know I think maybe in the last show as well uh you know that he came uh, through very young um and you know had that breakthrough which was really good and that goal against Everton as you mentioned but then I think you know he had his injury problems he had his like football wise problems but he developed and uh, you know he's been on the clubs um you know sides all all this time you know they stuck with him because you know I remember there was fans saying you know maybe we should loan him out maybe we should even sell him you know two three seasons ago or even you know last couple of seasons ago that is it good enough and clearly they understand football more than us you know the the, the people you know working at Liverpool Football Club and as uh, club staff because they've seen something that they know that you know is is there and that they can develop and now we can see their product and you know he can still go on and become even better and I, I agree with you I think we look more balanced I think he uh, you know contribute with energy uh, a little bit of cockiness as well you know self-confidence being this little you know lad that just seems to i wouldn't say it's wrong word maybe say don't care but you know i'm not gonna I'm, I'm playing in front of this big crowd i'm playing for my you know boyhood club and all that but i'm just gonna do it quite freely and don't seem to be bothered maybe yes he takes maybe into what people write on social media and stuff but when he's on the pitch it looks like he's actually just you know having this silkiness and uh, I don't care attitude which I which I like because we need them kind of players as well and also that he's brave to do things that maybe other players doesn't do uh, and he's better with driving the ball forward as well and you know scoring a few goals now so I'm just very happy to just watch him play and I'm happy that he has developed I, I hope he can keep on developing because he if he continues to do that you know he he will become really really great for us a really good player and you know I also think that you know if he continues like this he's he's you know he's he's he must be considerate to you know be called in for England in the future uh, because I think you know having that kind of midfield player that is you know is something that can be worth something playing in England's word as well yeah I think it, like the, the links to Arsenal recently whether they're real or not um, I think probably are because the way that he's been um, performing what are they smoking at Emirates I, <laughs> 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 you know, I looked at it I was like I wonder if he's I wonder if he's uh, deleted that tweet and he hasn't you know I had a look I was like I was like I was bored I was like should I check if John Henry's deleted that Emirates tweet it's still there you can find it so if you ever need to use legend it, use it because it's, it's a funny one um, but let, let's talk about Ryan Gravenberg a little bit because I, I still don't know if it's Gravenberg or Gravenberg I, I, I might say both I still say both I still never know exactly <laughs> what it is but like I feel like he's had a bit of a, he's like the new, um, there's a scapegoat 
there's always a scapegoat. It's usually a scapegoat for longer than like six weeks, but now it just shifts because what social media is, it's a mad world and whatever. Uh, it was Endo for a bit because he wasn't performing, and re- we quite rightly, when we come on the shows, was if someone performs badly, you talk about it, of course. But like when you perform well, we talk about it as well. But I think Endo got to a point where he was <laughs> becoming very vital. Gravenberg's maybe at the point where he came in and done well, and he's had a bit of a wobbly period. I think maybe similar to. Z- Zabozlai a little bit, I guess, in that regard, on a, on a very a much smaller scale, of course, because Zabozlai has been like playing every game, mostly every 90 and whatever, until he got the injury. Um, but Gravenberg's come in, and I think like, even like a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember what game it was, like, we were talking about who's going to play, and I think you went for Gravenberg to start, I went for Jones, and I think Gravenberg started, and I think it was, might have been the City game, actually. Um, but we're talking about like Gravenberg driving the ball forward, and like being a ball carrier, and like doing all these good things. I feel like maybe um, him and Jones like vying for positions. I think because they're both young as well. I think it might maybe affects them a little bit. Like when they're not chosen or whether not they're not picked off, and especially Gravenberg, who's had a bit of a torrid time at Bayern Munich, not getting picked. Maybe when he doesn't get picked, it affects him a little bit more. When he then comes back into the team and he's not in in the right frame, like rhythm's massive. And I think like Jones, we always say it's a massive thing for Gravenberg. It's massive as well, but it, it's difficult to get them both in the team. We did it for Fulham, um, which again you can you can shift it around to make it happen. But again, Gravenberg thought we cost us forty million quid, but. Uh, he's one that we've looked at for ages, and he's he's younger than Curtis Jones. Um, it's it's one of them. Like it is mad when you think you can't look at that kid and and think that he's not a good footy player. You can say he's been a bit dodgy in terms of like um, he's tried things or maybe not going into tackles as full blooded as we'd like. But then he's just came into this league. He's not used to that. Like getting fully stuck in, I guess, where you've got to put your foot in and win it. That's these are the stuff the type of stuff that he can learn as he as he gets older and he learns like the the Liverpool way and the the Premier League way. Like you've got to be you've got to be technical and strong in the tackle. You've got to you've got to do both. Um but I just feel like it is funny like when people are just saying like oh, this who's this Gravenberg lad? Why why is he why is he why is he playing shirt, etc etc and I like I don't get involved in like any of that anymore like I used to. But I just I do I do still see it now and again and it does just make me chuckle. I just scroll on by and like live live me happy little world and little <laughs> bubble and ignore them, ignore all the blocking out all the haters. Uh but it's clear to see that you can't you can't judge players too soon, especially in a position like that in midfield where it's you've you've got a massive you've got a massive job on your hands to be amazing all the time uh to, and that comes with playing games and, and time learning learning the system and whatever but also like a new lad coming in and getting used to a new country and what it, all those cliches new country new language and what it, all that crap but getting used to systems and whatever and i feel like so fix so the stats let's look at the stats so he's played 24 games so far two goals two assists um i think he's <laughs> I don't. I think it's be crazy to say he's not. He's not been a great signing. I feel like that's like he's been a. He's had like a bit of a shaky period. But in terms of like, come like when we're getting further into the season, when we're having to mix and match players to keep them fresh. I think he's gonna be. He's gonna be vital for those games where we need. I don't know if someone's sitting sitting back. You want a Ryan Gravenberg picking the ball up, running past people, making making passes, and having shots from the edge of the box because that's what he's good at. And I feel like he can. He's still got loads of. This season, obviously, his Liverpool career to to prove how good he is. Like it's 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 this whole jumping on the bandwagon early to say, oh yeah, I told you if he goes out, if we sell him in a year or whatever, or if he goes out on loan or whatever. It's all that like I want to be first to say it, and I I, I don't mind that when it's warranted, but 
jumping on it for jumping on its sake is just I can't get behind. And I'll stop again. I'm rambling on again, so I'll, I'll let you talk now. That's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. I, you know, I, I listen and I agree with, you know, what you're saying because he's still a very young lad. Yes, he came in for you know not much money, but still money. You know, in in terms of I think you know it's still a um, a good buy. You know, from from our end, even though, you know, I read somewhere where someone said something about, well, I can see now why Bayern Munich will have, you know, happily to leave it, let him leave for around 40 That's million or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, hmm. But, you know, we also seen when he came in and decided for the, you know, almost from the start that he was actually really good. And, you know, you can tell that he's a good footballer. But, you know, some some players, you know, like even Soboslai, you know, came in and was great. And now he had a little bit of a dip and everyone's still going like, he's fucking amazing. Yes, he is. But, you know, Gravenberch had his dip. And sometimes you just have to accept that happens, especially to players who comes into a new league, a new team and everything where, you know, I would probably say that, you know, it's most likely that Premier League is the most physical uh, league in the world. And it might be a li- take a little bit more out of players to actually play in the Premier League and get used to it. Even Soboslai, even though he seems to be, you know, a strong lad all over, um, you know, it probably affects them because they come into something new they're not used to before. And they just have to adapt to it. And we have to le- let them adapt to it. And I think with Gravenberg, that's the same because he hadn't played that much for Bayern Munich before. He also wasn't up to, you know, match speed and rhythm and all that kind of stuff. So I guess, you know, it all comes down to, again, we need to just be patient with players that are 20 years old coming into the team, you know, has to adapt to to the new league and to how we play and, you know, the, the, the tactics that we have. And also, you know, to let them do it because now he's only been there for half a year. So give him another half a year until the end of the season and then let him have a proper pre-season with us, you know, and even another season where he gets to grow his game with us because we've seen, we've, we've done it with Curtis Jones and, you know, we can tell now, you know, okay, he's actually good enough to play for us and we've done that with players in the past as well, that we give him them time and he's one of them as well, like he was he was a prospect when he came through, you know, in Ajax already at the age of 16, 17 and we wanted him back then and he was really good and I know that, the, you know, the Dutch league is not as good as uh, many other leagues in Europe and especially not Premier League, but, you know, he he made his move to Bayern Munich. He got some experience. Didn't work out for him. We got him, and I'm I'm sure that Klopp and his staff will work on him and you know develop him in in their time, and they can see that he got the skills and everything. So I'm not worried. I just you know hope that he can come back to uh, you know uh, to form again because I liked what I saw uh, the first couple of months and stuff. But you know what I've seen lately hasn't been that good. But that doesn't mean I turn on him. <laughs> And say you know we should sell him or whatever. It's just yeah. it's just very weird to even you know say that. I just be like, okay, he's not in form. You know, hopefully he can come in and do a job like you said. It will be vital for us when it comes to uh, you know resting some players. He can come in for twenty minutes in a game for someone else. They need a little bit of rest. We can start games where we can then make a substitution. You know, we need all this rotation if we we're going to compete in all competition until the end of the season. So you know, just give him time and I don't really have much more to say about it. Just give him time and we probably see, you know, the better of him in, uh, soon enough anyway. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
yeah, it's it's just the <clears throat> living in the age where like every game's like analysed like to the nth degree, and like every player, everything they do, if they do something wrong, it's clipped up, and and it's just that we're living in that era where everyone has to be like say it first, like you've got to, you just be fair, you be first rather than right, and that, that I think that's been the case for a while, for quite a long many years to be fair, but I feel like especially like Twitter and like. Twitter ma- like meshed with footy is just like a recipe for disaster. When especially <laughs> when like everyone is imperfect, there's always someone who goes, "Oh yeah, but what about him? He wasn't that good." It's like, are you ever happy? Let's let's just ask the question: <laughs> Are you ever happy in your life? That's why I want to ask them. Um, but yeah, back to the game. Um, yeah, Gakpo gets the the second in that game, and like we mentioned about Nunes earlier, like like getting into those positions and and um, and creating stuff, and that's like. That's what he's about, and that's what two assists in that game, the, the assists for Jones as well. So, um, yeah, a massive, hopefully, a little bit of a, a, a boost for him as well because he's, he's starting games all the time. But when he comes off the bench, he doesn't like, doesn't sulk. He doesn't go, oh yeah, fuck's sake, I didn't get, I didn't start this game. He comes on and, and, and gets involved straight away and, and makes stuff happen. And that's what that's what Darwin Nunes is, is about. Um, but yeah, we get the win, and I think it's, I think before the Fulham game, we were all like, we need. I think the general consensus was get a healthy lead because Fulham are, Fulham are doing well. Like it's you've got to watch that game back to see how good how good they are in terms of um, in possession and like little triangles in, in certain areas, good passes of the ball, loads of workhorses in the midfield, technical ability up in the in the, in the final third is got some great players. So like a two one lead, I think a. Before it, I think I would have been like, I'd prefer a 3-1 lead if possible, please, going away. But I think in the context of the way the game went and we were 1-0 down and we had to come back that come back from a, a deficit again, I think a 2-1 is a, is a massive a massive um, victory going into the um, the second leg on the on the 24th, which is next Wednesday, is it? Um, which brings us into the next... We might as well go into the next game then, and Bournemouth... Um, We'll talk about we're going to talk about Sven stuff as well, which we'll, we'll leave to the end. So we'll talk about Bournemouth now. Um, what are your thoughts out of this one, lad? Because Sunday we're playing Bournemouth away. Of course, Bournemouth are doing are doing boss. They really they really are. Like it's it's like Solanke is just on like one of those like purple patches where he scores like every game or whatever. And it's um, yeah, it's I guess I'm I'm happy for him because I think it's one of them. Like we sold him for massive money. It didn't seem like it worked out. I thought he was going to be like one of them that. Just middle of the road Premier League player who scores now and again, but he's going through like a decent, um, a decent bit of form right now. And if you look at the <clears throat> the form table, like the last six, Liverpool are obviously top of it, which is I say obviously like I'm a cocky bastard, but Liverpool are doing well, which is lovely to see. Like last six, so we won one four, drawn two, lost none. Second in the form table, Bournemouth, six uh, six games, uh, one four, drawn one, lost one, thirteen points. They're level with. Um, Wolves, Villa, West Ham, which is just—I just think that's a weird mix of, of teams in there. Like, you, if you look at the form table, you'd expect like Liverpool and like Man City and Arsenal up there. Second in the form table is Bournemouth, Wolves, Villa, and Villa and West Ham. That's just such a weird combo of teams. But Bournemouth are in there because they've got the best goal difference. They're, they're second in it, so it's a—I mean, going away to Bournemouth never easy anyway. It's always a difficult place to go on, and that's like another fucking cliche for you. But it is—it is, it is, it is a hard place to go and get a victory. Um, you've got to be you've got to be on it, um, and I think especially with the way that they are playing and players in form and whatever, and the manager is obviously a very good manager. It's going to be a it's going to be a, a tricky, and but again, I'm excited just to see how Liverpool react. Another another test for us, of course. City 
annoyingly beat um, Newcastle. They were two one down. De Bruyne comes on like fucking like a, like a superhero and can fucking get a goal and assist, and they and they win three two. And you're like fuck's sake, they're only two points behind us. Um, but again, this is like I think that's a good thing in a weird way because it focuses focuses our mentality. Like right, he's he's back. The robots back. The other robots gonna be back soon. Um, Harland. So they're gonna be just like in this zone where they always are, where they just go and win like 10 games in a row and just like make it look like it's effortless. So Liverpool, hopefully it like zones them in as well. So like these games are the ones that you need to just be ticking over and winning, even if it's 1-0, even whatever, whatever happens, as long as you get over the line, which is something we've been good at lately. I feel like it's a, it's a massive one, but also one that is, I think it's our players will thrive to play in, I think. Yeah, and you know it will be a test because it's even they are you know sitting twelfth at the moment. They are in form, like you said, and they got you know Slanky scoring goals. Even you know he's on Newcastle's radar. You know it's been talked about you know him making a move and whatever, which would be nice for us because this may be a little fee for us then. You know that we get. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but you know it's just one of them. You know it's nice to see someone that you know didn't didn't happen for him in Liverpool. But you know he's got his chance to develop in Bournemouth, and now he's scoring goals. But you know it will be a tough. Test, um, uh, you know, I expect us to go there and you know have a good, great chance of uh, of winning the game. But you know, it's always the question of not underestimating anyone because I I always come back to it. You know, when when we see Liverpool play, when wherever it's it's at home or away, um, obviously it's easy to be on your toes at home because you're playing at Anfield in front of your home crowd. But you know, if we can get going from the start and you know get our energy into it, you know, we we are. You know, we we got the chance of winning against most teams in the world. To be honest, if we get that game going, uh, and that's all I, what I expect. You know, hundred percent from the start, and you know, press uh, pressing them, having loads of energy. Don't they give them time on the ball because when we do that, we are so so good. But when we actually not seem to be hungry enough, or it looks a little bit tired, we're giving teams the chance to get into us and actually, you know, create stuff. And that's when it becomes dangerous sometimes. And Bournemouth can't be underestimated. So I want us to go there and make sure that, you know, they don't they don't get time on the ball and don't fight to Lanka, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to, you know, uh, the football coming back after a little winter break that I had because it is quite empty and boring during weekends, even though, you know, sorry to the family, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's always something when you can look forward to a fixture, even if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And just let me might as well talk about the lineup then, because um, just based off Fulham then, so like I mentioned earlier, the Fulham lineup was Kelleher, Bradley, Canate, Van Dijk, Gomez, Gravenberg, McAllister, Jones, Elliot, Jota, Diaz. What are you thinking for this one? Because, of course, Allison's going to come back in. Um, the back four, I think he might. I don't, I don't know. I think Jack will go same again with being away from home. Jack he'll, he'll keep Bradley in right back and Jones, uh, Gomez left back. I think Bradley is deserved to start, to be honest. But, you know, it's Premier League. It's more vital in terms of, you know, their results and, you know, all that kind of stuff uh, getting included into, you know, how you think about it. But I think, you know, the way you played, I think why, why not have, you know, uh, a, a natural uh, right back play in that position because you know he came up offensively really good created stuff against Fulham so we can do that you know against Bournemouth away if they you know with a counter attack and I think defensively he was good as well against Fulham so if we help him out you know and have a you know with Van Dijk Konata playing you know the, with experience and being at that level why not because I think if you perform well even if you're young 
I think you know you should you deserve to show again that you're on this level because that's that's also the way that you develop players and you give them self belief and all that kind of stuff. So why not actually play him? Yeah, I feel like it's he's done himself the world of good, and I feel like I agree completely. Like he's done enough, <laughs> more than enough to um, to warrant another 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 game because uh, I think if he maybe if he hadn't we might have went right we'll throw Gomez back over to the right and we'll go with maybe a more experienced player like oh <laughs> I say that like Owen Beck's got like loads of experience but he's more experienced than Connor Bradley if you know what I mean in terms of um in pl- pl- playing games being a little bit older and all that um but yeah I think that's a I mean we're still missing loads of players in there and it's I say it's a decent it is a decent back four but you're playing Gomez over on the left who's been incredible and then you've got Bradley in there we're missing missing the likes of Trent and uh Simicast Robertson. It's it yeah, hopefully those lads that will start to come back end of end of January, which will be lovely if we get like like three or four of them back in, in the same week. That'll just be amazing. Um and then midfield then Zobberstein might be back apparently for this one. Um so I would basically just go. I'd take Gravenberg out. I'd go Zabaslai, McAllister, Jones. That would be my three. I think that's. I think everyone probably would agree with that. To be honest, because I think that would be our best three, just on form and like how, how strong they are. Yeah, as long as it's not too early for Zabaslai, I'm all in for having him playing. But you know, if he feels you know a little bit of just a little bit of a nudge that he's still not hundred percent, um, I think you know I rather just save him for going forward because I don't want any setbacks with him because I think he will be, he's already been really good and he had his dip like we mentioned, but I think he will be vital for us as well, you know, as a driving force uh, in the midfield. So hopefully he's available, but you know, if there's still uh, uncertainty, I think, you know, maybe then save him and maybe grab and Birch play anyway, but we'll, we'll see. But I'm, I'm all with you if that's 100% that he's uh, back. Yeah, I think he he done like an interview and he was talking about like being back and whatever. But he, he think he said something like that along the lines like if if he's not completely ready, he'd rather wait and be ready for the game after because we're gonna we can't. I, I guess we've been seeing that with like they like Sakanate like not risking them too often, so he doesn't, so he's not out for six weeks, and then we're we're then relying on Quanta for six weeks to get him back. It's better to play him like one game, two games, take him out, put him back in, um, just to keep people fresh and things like that. Something that, um. This is something that we need to be doing, especially when you're fighting on all fronts, on all four fronts, like we said, like is is incredible. But you need to be clever as well. Um, and then the front three last, so in Fulham, in the Fulham game, it was Elia, Jota, and Diaz. Uh, I think this is the hardest one to call. I think because um, I don't think, yeah, Elliot wasn't the best in that game. I think in the, I keep thinking back to the West Ham game where he, he he was incredible. Him and Jones were incred- incredible in that game. I don't think he really. Um, got in the game as much as I'd like them to in this one, just because it's it's having that pace in those areas that we 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 need. I think the way that we play, we need. That's why like I think Nunes is perfect for there. And when you've got someone else over there like like Salah, who's always there, usually he's just so vital to keep yourself to keep your team wide and keep it keeping the defenders pinned back basically as much as you can. If you've got Elliot, he drops in maybe a little bit too, too deep. So I wonder if we, maybe we we throw Diaz over there, we put Nunes on the left, and then. Up top, um, I don't know between Jota and um, Jota and Gakpo. What do you think? It is a tough one, and you know, I just want to mention that on on Elliot as well. You know, I, I really I really like him, and you know, the work um, rate that he puts in. I think you know he's very 
very important, you know, the way that it, we play sometimes, the way he runs, you know, and what he gives to the team in terms of energy as well. But, you know, sometimes he's probably more better as a central player in midfield uh, than out on the wide. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, I, I go... The thing is with Jota, I really like him because I think it's very, you know, important to the way we play as well. Um, but it, it's a tough one. But, you know, Darwin Nunez, <laughs> you know, should he uh, get on and score some goals? Um you know, this is all, again a luxury problem that we have because it's hard to decide. But you know, with Salah not being available, I would probably like to go with you know Jota, Nunez, uh, Diaz, and maybe have you know some of them, even even maybe Darwin playing to the left, to be honest, and Jota in the middle because he's a clever you know coming into great spaces, and we know Darwin causes problem on the left hand side. So maybe that front three for me. Yeah, I think so. I think, like you said, there's a luxury problem, definitely, when you've got loads of different options in there. I think it's one of the places that we have got loads of options, especially with Jota coming back at the, at the perfect time, along with um, McAllister, who's, yeah, came back, like, perfectly for when Endo was leaving, which was which was a saving grace. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be definitely a massive a massive one, especially, like I said, with City winning and whatever, and Arsenal not doing too well, which is which I've, I've, I'm quite enjoying to be honest. I really I am because, um, they've. I mean, I say this like because I always say like Liverpool, like the Liverpool fans, like the online base, like fan base is different to like the normal fan base who like the logical thinkers. I feel like that's the same of Arsenal, but they don't help themselves like AFTV. So you just think they're all like extreme takes and like how oh, they're just like everything that happens go that goes wrong. They need to, um kick up a fuss about it but I feel like it is nice to see um, to, to see them like not doing as well because I feel like Arteta's a good manager and all that but they haven't they haven't actually they haven't actually won that much if they would have won the Premier League last year then they've got a right to like be cocky about it this season if you know what I mean but I feel like it's anyway let's not get into AFTV and all that that's just a different that's just, a, <laughs> just a different ball game that isn't it um, <clears throat> score prediction then what are, you, what are you thinking ahead of um Ahead of Sunday's game, oh, you know it's it's been uh, some time since you know you watched Liverpool now and you felt like playing at home against Fulham and it turned out to be you know two one um, that we have to turn that game around again against Fulham. But you know playing away against Bournemouth it will be another test. You know even though it's Bournemouth, everyone thinks you know it should be should be three points. But I'm I'm saying three one Liverpool. I hope that we can score a few. But you know maybe concede one. But yeah, so um, three one and another three points, staying uh, top of the league. Oh yeah, that'd be absolutely fucking lovely. That one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? It's it's annoying when we do these shows because we have to do a prediction and then like the prediction we've put in has to stay and then we have to put it in the group chat. But then sometimes I've changed my mind by the time it comes to like Thursday afternoon, getting close to the game. But I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go safer a little bit and go two nil. I think I, I always feel like Solanke's he's been informed, but I feel like we've got the perfect centre half to deal with a Solanke like with Van Dijk and Canate or Kwanzaa, whoever whoever plays. Um, so hopefully we can keep inquiring, even if it's one 0 whatever. But I'll go with I'll go with two 0 to um, to the Reds to keep the red machine marching on. Hopefully, um, yeah. So let's let's talk about Sven then, because we'll 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 wrap up with that. Because I know you've got some um, drilling going on there, and I mean like actual drilling. I don't mean like the other variety, like get that out of your filthy <laughs> mind. Something like drilling with a drill. <laughs> yeah. 
Someone's um, the here. But um, yeah, we can talk about Sven because, of course, it, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I imagine you, you've been under a rock somewhere. You, you, you've not been watching social media to tell you whatever. But Sven has um, unfortunately been diagnosed with cancer, and apparently he's got what does he say? He's got like a year to live, which is just horrific news. And of course, off the back mm. of interview, back of the interview that he did with Sky News, and he was talking about like. He got asked about like what club he supports, and he said Liverpool. And that might have been a surprise to some people, but I think some most of us knew that he was a a Liverpool a Liverpool fan. Um, and then he got asked about like um, he want well he talked about like what he wanted to be he wanted to be manager one day, and it's he would, it, obviously it would never happen and stuff because his like career's um, not there in Liverpool. I've got Jurgen Klopp, so it's like, but then it's like perfectly aligned with like the Legends game on the twenty third of March where we play Ajax, and then. The whole thing off the back of that has just been absolutely boss. I've loved, I've loved it. Like all of the big accounts, like tweeting, like saying, "Let's get Sven on board," and like the retweets and like loads of people getting behind it. And um, at the Legends matches, so, like make loads of money for for charity and stuff. And it's usually the managers, Kenny, um, obviously Fowler's involved, and all the all the usual suspects involved. And off the back of that, I think Robbie Fowler tweeted like the call's gone in. So basically, um. The, the discussions have happened, so I imagine because I think Swenton did another interview where he said that he was going anyway with his, hopefully with his dad. So if he's um, if he gets asked to be involved, will he? And he said yeah. So I think I think it's set up perfectly for it to for him to be involved. And I just feel like it's just such a wholesome thing. I think, it, of course, you see them people online where they're like, of course, Liverpool fans are making it about them and like talking about saying this and saying that, and that's just boring shit. But it's like. He's mentioned he wants to be live he, like he's a Liverpool fan, and there's a perfect game coming up in in the international break where he can can do that. And I just feel like it's a it's just a lovely a lovely story, isn't it? Well, obviously a lovely story in terms of that happening. Not of course like Sven um, having cancer, which is just the the worst. Um, I mean, and hopefully, I mean, he says like a year, but you never know with these things. Like people, he's clearly a fighter. These things, like it's all it is like. He can fight these things, so hopefully, um, that's not like a definitive year. Hopefully, he can he can he can go on and, and and live a live a longer life than that. But I feel like the whole like Liverpool thing, if he comes over and he's like the manager with Kenny or on his own or whatever, I just feel like it would be him like getting a, a big reception from the crowd. I just feel like I'm made up. Like we're going to be there to see it, really. Yeah, you know the the news when they broke that you know he's he said that he's only got like uh, at the most a year, and you know if he's uh, unlucky enough that he's it's less than that, which is you know it's horrible because no one wants to be told that that you know where where how how long you got we got left, and you know he's I think he's seventy five seventy uh, six or something. You know he's got a obviously a, quite a long life and had an unbelievable career in in football. Football's been his life. He said it as well, and obviously said you know that. You know, he's a Liverpool supporter, he's always been, but he's kind of, you know, kept it quiet through the times when he's been a manager just to pay respect to the clubs and, you know, plays that he's been managing and also obviously being the England manager for five, six years or something because obviously, you know, you can't say you have a favourite uh, team when you're picking, you know, players as well. You know, it's just, I understand all that, but, you know, I, I've heard... Uh, later on that you know he support Liverpool but this time is actually when he's actually more said it in terms of you know properly you know I'm a Liverpool supporter always been because of my dad um, which is nice to hear obviously but then you know uh, on that news and what you know everyone did on social media all together Liverpool supporters from everywhere really just you know uh, got on it and you know said you know it's a perfect situation now with 
uh, the Legends game uh, and, you know, the chance for him to actually be the manager for Liverpool if, if, if the club can actually execute it. And, you know, everyone was just going mad. And like you said, the big accounts, um, I think even I had like 375 retweets on the one that I did, which wow. is amazing, you know, and I think it's been seen over... 220,000 times on Twitter which is which is brilliant because it's not I don't really care you know it's nice personally but I just like that the message gets you know um, out there and widely so to loads of people that want the same thing and like you said they got in touch with him and you know they said you know all this have been going on and if you were to be offered to be the manager would you accept and he obviously said yes so I really do hope that it happens for him for us for the football world you know it's just a would be a great uh, thing to do uh, before his time comes because it is like granting a wish, though. Like, cause that's what's his, you know, big dream to actually be the manager for Liverpool when he was younger. It never happened. Um, but, you know, if this is a chance to actually uh, m- make that dream come true, it, you know, it's it's what Liverpool do. And like you said, some people said, you know, Liverpool make it all about them and all that. It's just, it's just weird. You know, we... The only thing we do is actually come together in a in a man's uh, you know really really sad situation. A lovely man to be honest, because I always liked him. I remember when I was a kid uh, when he was the Lazio manager. He won the Scudetto with them, you know, in the early two thousand. All the plays that he had, and the you know after that he became the England manager, and you know he had the golden generation. I think he did quite well. You know, he could have should have won something. You know, everyone talking about the Euros when 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 Rooney got you know out injured that, you know, they should have been able to go on and actually win that in 2004 and all that. But I always liked him. He seems to be a very nice man, you know, and now he's got these sad news. But if we can actually grant him his last kind of wish in football terms, if you like, why not? So I hope it will be there because um, obviously I will be coming over to visit you and actually be there as well. So I, I, I would... Uh, I don't know, you know, for personal point of view, I would actually love if he was there on the touchline, no manager for Liverpool to be able to, you know, give him a send-off, if you like, you know, in a in a nice way and actually, you know, pay tribute to him. That would be brilliant. Definitely, let's hope it. Um, I mean, ho- I mean, of course, it's on Sven if he's, if he's feeling um, up to it and, and feeling good and himself to come over, but I feel like it's, <clears throat> it's bound to happen uh, and I hope it does because, like I said, we'll be there to... Um, to witness it, I think it'll be a just be a lovely. I think like the Legends games are always fun anyway because you get to see like players like like Gerards and what whatever else that you haven't seen for a while, and you're like, oh, they're you could still play. Just put just get him back in the squad <laughs> and whatever, all the usual stuff. But if you have this other bit on top of it as well, it just takes it to another level. Like like you said, just such a, a lovely. Um, it'd be a lovely like moment for him and for, and for us as well. So like, yeah. That's, I- that's, I only live an hour away from where he lives. Like I usually go up in the summertime, uh, past like driving past that big lake where he lives. Uh, it's a very nice area, uh, like in out in the countryside in the area of Sweden where I live. So uh, I did a joke with the, uh, my girlfriend saying, you know, I could go there and pick him up and drive him to the airport myself. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, I think. If if he can be there and we can be there, you know, and it would be a tribute with you know walk alone and what what you know what that actually means in words. If you actually want to uh, use it in the way that people do use it in tough times, you know, I, I went through a period where obviously my dad was sick in cancer and then passed away, uh, and you know you know walk alone was played on his funeral, and it's just uh, you know an an anthem 
that you use in the good times because of with Liverpool and friends and you sticking together, but it's also used in bad times because it helps. It really does. You know, people can say whatever they want about it and, you know, use this as a cliche or downplay it, whatever. But in my world and the way that I use it, it actually is words that got a meaning and helps me when it's been tough. So in this way, hopefully if he can be there, you know, walk alone is played and actually as a tribute to him and sang for him, uh, that would be hopefully words that helps him in his very difficult time, and uh, it would be something nice. It would be, it would be, and it's it's not too long till. Um, I mean, it's if it, it feels like a long time when you say twenty third of March, it, it does feel like a long time away. But that'll fly by, and we'll and we'll be there, and hopefully, friends there. It's gonna hopefully gonna be a, a lovely um, a lovely day um, for him and, and for us. Um, but yeah, we shall leave it there then. Um, like I said, at the start of the show, we will. Be doing loads more uh, shows like we. I feel like we've done. <clears throat> it might have been the most ever last year. I think. It, I think it might have been the stats were. I mean, the stats were absolutely amazing. Like the amount of listens and whatever. And it's again, I always say like I appreciate it, and, I, and me and Christian really do like love seeing comments and stuff and uh, feedback and just people saying like when you do next doing the pods, even just something like that. I just really like because like oh you've cared enough about like like me with like a proper killed killed sore throat and i can barely speak um but you still want to listen to me ramble about footy which is i just think is a lovely compliment and i'll never get used to that to be fair um but yeah i'll stop rambling again we are out of here nice one for listening um nice one to christian as always nice one to you lot for listening you're absolute legends and yet we'll um we see us all very soon nice one i'm jamie carragher and you are listening to the cop podcast Podcast Network.